So what do you think it's like to go on a job interview at a spy shop? Do you think you just like show up to the interview and, with like a photo of the interviewer at home? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to There Are Too Many Movies, family. Hi. <laughs> this week we watched Judas and the Black Messiah. But before we talk about Judas and the Black Messiah, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. We'd like to apologize beforehand. <laughs> we, we would like to initiate a preemptive apology for this entire episode. Uh, but uh, so I'm Chris Collins. I'm Josh Rodriguez. I'm Alex Wilson. And um, I'll kick it off this week on what we've been watching. Um, Go for it, dude. Okay. Right. Um, You've had a day. I've yeah. had one day since the last time we <laughs> recorded an episode, and I watched one more episode of Invincible on Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. It's still great. Yes. Uh, it's like a superhero violent. It's like anime style, but cool. dude, it, it has so many... Um, it's just the style of drawing. It looks like an anime. It's like It's not like... Um, I don't know, cartoony in a way. Right. But like it's, Spectacular Spider-Man is that way too. Yeah, well, it's like, um, I don't know. Uh, it has so many awesome people. J.K. Simmons, uh, Stephen Yoon. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right because I'm terrible at life. Uh, That's how I say it, so I'll say yes. Um, <laughs> pretty positive. And then, uh, dude, uh, Jason Manzukis is in it now. Nice. Yeah. Hey, Seth Rogen just had a cameo. Spoiler in one of the episodes. It's not like episode two. It's not even that. But but uh, I think you'd actually like it. I remember I brought it up last couple weeks ago, whatever, and you were like, oh, I don't know. I'm kind of burnt out on like superhero, the boys things. And like, yeah. And you know what? After you said that, I've really started to look at like how saturated we are with superhero shit. Yeah, it's, yep. it's actually fucking overwhelming. Yep. Like it's every newest, other, every other piece of media is a superhero thing. Yep. yep. Like, dude, fucking the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, movies, Black Widow. Like, like, dude, what isn't a superhero movie? Yeah. It's, it's actually it's about fifty percent of all media, and I'm like, Jesus. Like, get on TikTok we, for five minutes, dude. And like, there'll like. I hate whenever uh, people's content is other people's content. Oh, yep. my God. And it's like they're just showing, like, look at this detail from fucking Captain America, the first Avenger. And it was referenced in fucking Endgame. It's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you mean it's, our show? It's basically? the same character. <laughs> so our show. Is- yeah, but we do it in long form. Yeah. We do a long form. And, like, we're not just showing the movie on here. True. Yeah. You know? True, true. But to your point, it is now here's invincible. Yeah, <laughs> it is so oversaturated the market with like superhero things that like all my favorite things recently are just like slice of life things. Like you loved the Florida Project mm-hmm. and like Minari yeah. was yeah. like those are all just people's lives, and I'm so much more engrossed in those. Yeah, I've been saying this for a while, but authenticity is a new currency. Boom! Mm. Just like everything is so fucking pristine and fake and like like curated. I'm just like, so over I, like, the the cg worlds of cg yeah. worlds like dude human just human stories no minimal cg just that is like my bread and butter now because it's just like this like breath of fresh air where it's it, just it's like a writing exercise like it's such a basic uh setting that to make it interesting you have to be a good writer you know yeah yeah. Anyways, Invincible is pretty great, and I'm still watching it, and um, I'd recommend it. Nice. Even though you said you weren't a big fan of like, you you were saying you're saturated on superhero stuff. Yeah. This one is it. It's it gets 
dark. Like, yeah. I mean, not like the boys dark, but like I seen some graphic the novel from it. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. It seems pretty fucking. It, is, it does not pull any punches. It's like, like you would, I, uh, yeah. Just watch it. It's super. It's kind of like how violent. you've described like how you'd want to see superheroes, right? Yes. In, in the fact that they're just like unabashed fucking just violent yeah like yeah. killing machines essentially and, yeah and you get that a little bit with the boys but in this one like you see just innocent people like you know how like when the bad guy shows up it's like oh i'm ending the whole world and we just see a bunch of extras run that's yeah. the gist of the evil right yeah. right in this it's like you see innocent people and women children babies get fucking mutilated and squashed and you're just Fuck. like all right neat Neato. Yeah, yeah like, sounds cool. Um, yeah, it's like graphic novel shit. Yeah, it's like Fuck oh, yeah. like even though you just see a frame of it in like a graphic novel, it's like oh, we're seeing like full on. Yeah, so I feel like pretty neato. I feel like Watchmen was the first to really do that. Like the first graphic novel to really oh yeah kind of put into perspective like what you know real superheroes do to like society yeah. in a society and how they feel and their perspective on normal yeah. people. Yeah. Like uh, well, so I mean, huge. like a huge part of it is like the the comedian uh, in the Watchmen. You know, goes to Vietnam and Fuck fucking yeah. kills people. Yeah, you know? Dr. Manhattan is used in warfare. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. By the way, you just made me realize Rorschach was like the original, like, we live in a society guy. Yeah. <laughs> we but, live in a society. It's like, all right, Rorschach. Yeah. But he was a lot cooler. Way That's true. cooler. That's true. You're stuck in here with me. Have oh, you ever thought about society, though? <laughs> that's What that's, do you see on my face? That's got to be one of the, my favorite cinematic uh, moments in history. Mm -hmm. When he's in prison? When he's in prison, oh, and he's like, you know, I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. And then he pours grease on that guy's face. Yeah. And he just goes, ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's just... Dude, Jackie Earl Haley fucking murdered that role. Yeah, Zack Snyder, where's the 4-3 version of that movie? Where's, where's the black and white version of that movie? Still waiting for it. You're, you artist. In Sin City. Zack well, Snyder, come on the show. <laughs> Zack Snyder didn't do Sin City. He did. Robert did Rodriguez did. Oh, he did? Welcome to oh, this movie shit. podcast. Frank Miller and Robert Rodriguez. Oh, I and learned Quentin Tarantino directed a, uh, a scene in that movie. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I learn new things every day yeah. on here. <laughs> Welcome back to We, we Tell Wilson What Movies Are, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've been playing the video game and then watching some YouTube. Why am I here? You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what have you been watching, Alex? I played Resident Evil 7. Great. How awesome. How are the cinematics in that? It's excellent. And the only reason Super I bring Super duper. The only reason I bring it up is because that whole game is just a mishmash of all the great horror movies that have ever existed. Oh, so it like implying it's like that you've seen horror movies. I've seen two or three horror movies. <laughs> You're right. So is, is it like a jukebox horror game? Yeah, it's like a jukebox hero of sorts of... Yeah. No, but that's what they call it whenever uh, horror movies often reference other horror movies. Oh, really? Yeah. A jukebox horror. I learned another thing already yeah. in a one-minute span. So, uh, yeah, that's all I or played. I didn't watch anything. So I, I can open this up to like a Q&A segment with you guys if you guys okay. want to ask me anything. Yeah. Why are you on this podcast? Uh, you invited me. Josh, you have any questions for him? How are you doing? I'm all right. That's good. Did you watch any movies this week? Uh, no. Josh, you have anything? I got a few things, actually. Great. Um, I watched a documentary called Westwood about Vivian Westwood. Who's, who's that? Fashion designer. She like essentially created the look of like punk rock. Uh, she was like dating a Sex Pistol. Cool. Whenever they first started, like it's really fucking interesting. And nice. she's um, like, like I really wanted the documentary to be more so about like the fashion side of it, mm -hmm. but it kind of goes off the rails and is about like this guy 
that married her that's like 25 or 30 years younger than her who's clearly a gay man. Oof. And is just... That becomes like the documentary? Kind of. She's just as beard so we can get the money. I quit it about like 75% into the fucking documentary. (laughs) I was just like, oh, this is not... Like, I wanted to hear about the fashion. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sure. How she influenced all this shit, but it's just like, you know, it it kind of like, what are we we watching here? Does St. Laurent come into this at all? I I don't know. I didn't (laughs) end up finishing it, but uh, hopefully. um, Yeah, because that's like rockabilly punk, like, was like... The renaissance of like a lot of like punk fashion, right? Of like, what do, what would you call it? Like rocker chic, was yeah. Like Saint, oh yeah, like Saint Laurent. Yeah, rocker. Sh- I mean, just you know, punk rock, rock and roll. You know, yeah. right, right, Alex. I love Ed Hardy. <laughs> this is Alex's one outfit, by the way. I like I've said countless times, I am the merchant of a shop in a JRPG. <laughs> you only have one. Yes, <laughs> and I every time someone that I don't know walks up to me, I go, "Hi, have you been to the festival?" <laughs> Um, so that was not a recommend, but it's on Amazon Prime if you're interested in that at all. Uh, also, this one was actually really good. I was looking for documentaries that were like under an hour and a half. You know what I mean? Like, just like, let's, yeah. let's get some info. Uh, Lot Lizard. Ooh, is this about Lot Lizards? Yes. Fuck yeah. What is that? <laughs> Fuck yeah, <laughs> Lot Lizard. What's a Lot Lizard? So a Lot Lizard is a prostitute that works solely in uh, 18-wheeler parking lots. Oh. They, like, go up and knock on the doors, and they're like, hey, I'm here to be a lot lizard, and they're like, come in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really fucked up, dude. Uh, it follows, like, a, you know, a series of women that, like, you know, they make money, you know, being prostitutes for, you know, 18, or, you know, uh, truck drivers. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're all, I mean, you know, 99% of them are on meth or heroin or, you know, lots of drug use and stuff. Fucked it's up. fucking sad, man. And then yeah. we're kind of following one woman who's like got her shit together for the most part and she has an apartment. And Other like, than being a lot lizard. No, yeah. she, like she, she quit doing that. Oh, okay. But it's like following her story a little oh, okay. bit. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but like in, you know, she, she buys this apartment and she's, you know, trying to get her shit together and then she's looking for jobs too. And it's like, you know. She's assumingly a convict though, right? No. Oh, really? No. Yeah. She okay. just, well, she just I, got. I dare sh- you. She Whoa. started going to church and she got her shit together. Is essentially okay. you know her story, but she's like looking in for one dads, and uh, at one point she's looking at like cashier jobs for fucking Kmart. She's like, "This is eight dollars an hour, and I have to go work forty hours a week, and get paid maybe four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. or I can spend one afternoon on the lot and get paid like upwards of." Seven to eight hundred dollars, crazy for yeah. one night. Wow, I'm in the wrong profession. No, but it's it's like lot lizards make more in one day than this entire podcast has ever made. Right, <laughs> very very true. Um, but you know, you set you spend that on meth and drugs and shit. You know, yeah. it's yeah. it's as do we. It's a tough life, dude. There was even one woman who was legally blind from syphilis. Yikes. Jesus Christ. She's like the one person to go blind from syphilis since like the 1800s. Dude, in like Dude. 500 years. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and she's still out there doing her thing. So this is Jeez. a documentary? Yeah. So the documentarians are filming this blind prostitute, and they're like, wow, that's so sad. 
Well, time to pack up and go home, fellas. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it's rough. That's, it's like the fucking planet Earth mentality, dude. Oh, you don't yeah. interfere with nature, you know? You just, yeah. You're there to tell the story. Yeah. Uh, like, did you see observe the, one... the lot lizard. As yeah. you... <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, David Edinburgh. Yeah. They, they do have like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> night like vision scenes. There's some dude in a tree that has camped out there for months with to get a shot of the lot lizard. The rare, blind, syphilis lot lizard. <laughs> no one's documented a, a case of this like, lot lizard in in decades. <laughs> She's fucking scurrying across Dude, like on there, all fours. There is night vision scenes where like oh it God. shows them like, you know, like going around the trucks Jesus. and into the trucks and stuff. That it's, sounds like the roughest documentary ever. It's one of the roughest documentaries I think that isn't about murder. Yeah. I just can't do those, man, where it's just like, oh, humanity sucks. Like the documentary. Like I can't do those. It's rough. It's yeah. it's definitely I, rough. I can't but, watch that. But a well told story and you you know kind of wraps things up it's so good. would you recommend it yeah definitely i'd recommend that one over <laughs> the westwood documentary for nice. sure i didn't uh, mean to cut you off earlier did you actually have something besides the resident evil 6 cinematic nope okay i did mean to cut you off earlier <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> fucking shit i had one day so i had one day <laughs> <laughs> um, Fine, whatever and then another amazon prime show i just started checking out actually recommended to me by one of the discord boys Join our Discord. Join our Discord. It's called Them, or uh, White People Are the Devil. Yeah. Like that's, that's essentially what the show is. Uh, it's about this <clears throat> family that travels. Us. I like how there's like, get out, us, and then them. Yeah. It's now like a part of like the, mm. like the white, white devil movies. Yeah. Yeah, the White Devil trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of get out, us, and them. Uh, <laughs> them is about this, uh, you know, the big, great migration Black families traveled from you know the south to west, out west California. Is this a documentary or like a fiction show? It's a it's a fictional TV okay, show. Gotcha. It's it's, it's a, an anthology, right? It's a fucking spooky scary. It is a spooky scary. Uh, this black family is traveling from I think Georgia to California in 1953. Oh yeah, I did see someone recommend this on the Discord. Dude, it's fucking. I mean, it's it's difficult to watch mm. yeah, uh, sure. not only because of the spooky scary like that's almost like a secondary part of it mm-hmm. more so because old white people yeah. are the worst like yep. that's just how it went sorry yeah. guys to uh, I mean you know whatever y'all dude. are cool thanks but yeah, we try. Uh, we're doing our best but fucking shit man it's so difficult like you know like man I mean please watch it I'm only five episodes in I think a, a total of eight or ten uh uh, fuck, it is rough to watch. Allison Pill is in it as, like, the neighbor of this kind of, like, Pleasantville suburb that nice. the family just moved into. Nice. Um, and, of course, the, like, uh, <clears throat> just fucking check, check it, out. it out. Imagery, amazing fucking cinematography, the visual language. Nice. Uh, all fucking S-tier shit. So far, so good. Definitely check it out. Nice. Yeah, stuff with rampant racism in it like that is obviously always hard to get through, but just, like, when it's... I forgot what I was going to say. It was going to be an actual point, but no, no, no. I, I totally get it. It's, it's really difficult to even talk about, but like, it's funny because I was looking up like YouTube theories about like an episode. And of course, like the first 10 or 12 videos are all like vloggers being like, why this show is problematic. And it's like, okay, white person. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, you know, it, I imagine it's tough to watch and mm-hmm. No, I mean, no matter what race you are, it's tough to fucking watch that right. show. It's yeah. tough to see any racism from even if you are not the person that is being racist or the person that's being like fucking 
fucked up, fucked with. Yeah, I don't. I'm just so bad to at like, talking. Look at like, yeah. like injustice in general. Yeah. And stuff. yeah, which is a perfect segue into the movie we watched this week. That is a perfect segue. Judas and the Black Messiah. Can I say right off the bat, I didn't like the title of this movie. Really? Really? Yeah. I mean, it's what does this have to do with the Bible? Are you serious? I understand you know, Judas. Okay, betrayed. Jesus, yeah, right? right, for money, and I get that Fred Hampton was a messiah to the Black Panther Party, and he was called the Black Messiah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that. So we do research on this show, <laughs> um, but to your point, like it wasn't this, mentioned in the movie at yeah, all. This is another movie of something that should be told in every American classroom, but nah, we look bad. Yeah, dude, it, dude, I've like that is such a through line. Like uh, of the notes that I was taking, it's like how the fuck is none of this in our textbook? It's dude? fascinating, yeah. and it's like of a like a seemingly true hero that was gunned down by our government, and yeah. we're just like, oh fuck, just throw that under the rug. Like whoopsie. We'll learn that in a documentary later. Yeah, Don't worry yeah. about it right now. Now, fuck that. Like that, the fact that Texas history and U.S. history is a part of our curriculum in Texas, um, and like Black history or cultural history or just you know fucking casual genocide is is not a part of our uh, curriculum. That it, it doesn't sucks, even man. It doesn't even have to be a, like a separate class like Black history. Just history. Yeah, just tell it. Yeah. No, nah, no. Nah. The, the winner tells the story, basically, is always what yeah. happens, where it's like, yeah. oh, wait, we get to write the books. So, exactly, yeah. Uh, we, we were the good guys. We're it's always like going, the good guys. It's, like it's like, hey, two people had a fight. I'm going to go talk to this person and get his point of view, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. And then publish that one. Yeah, what it's do like, we know about Genghis Khan? He fucked every woman. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He wrote that down for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, I remember hearing about, like, the like the FBI versus Black Panthers, but it was never framed like this. It was never framed like, oh, the FBI doing bad things. Yeah, like, the, FBI yeah the FBI is outright racist. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, straight up. The FBI is essentially in. Uh, they have the same fucking moral outlet as the Klan in that moment. Yeah, yeah. At, they probably killed them okay too. History. Dude, yeah. They probably killed them. Like, like oh, there's no denying it. Lone gunman. What, oh yeah, bet. What was the documentary that we watched all in about um, Stacey Abrams? That kind mm. of like touches oh, on, on these leaders a little bit. I don't remember. I think it was, uh, and that was the first time I ever fucking heard Fred, Fred Hampton's name. Yeah, true, true, yeah. true. And since we watched like last year, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. We watched Trial of the Chicago Seven, which provided a good amount of backstory for this movie. Like, right, yeah, I wouldn't have, I, well. I would have known like half of this shit if I didn't see that. Which is another movie yeah. that we didn't learn shit, and right. you know, yeah. Government do bad things. Yep. It's pretty neato. Old news. Yeah. But why is it still going? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so this movie, uh, I, th- I, I want to clarify about the title. I didn't like, I, I, I didn't realize he was called the black Messiah. Was he called that in this movie? I don't no, recall. I don't think they called it. No. That's where I was like, why is this called? Like I get why, but it's it could be alluded it. to. Yeah. I yeah. guess whatever. It doesn't matter. But I just like, I saw that and I was like, like outside looking in, I did not know what it was about. So I was right. like, "Is there some religion involved?" I know it's like Black Panther, blah blah. Is there what's going on? So it misled me mentally, mm. I guess. So like, uh, you're like, "Is Jesus black in this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> also, Santa is white. Also, I'd watch the fuck out of that movie. Yeah, a black Jesus fighting crime. Duh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's a it's a dumb little nitpick, but it was like, why? Why is so you didn't like this? the title? It was like, well, that's, yeah, it's like, that's your, uh, 
the face of your movie. Like you called it something like that, where it's like that. That is one of your first impressions. Not like a great title, like Freddy Got Fingered or something. Totally, yeah, exactly. Like that's scary that's movie exactly three. What I would have gone with, yeah, mm. yeah, spooky, scary, nineteen seventies <laughs> edition. I don't know, like. FBI Badmans. Yeah. Like something. Well, smart we, like we got that. a DMT coming. coming oh, yeah, up, for so. sure. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, that's, that's your, the, the thing that is your first impression of a movie. And to me, I was like, that's an odd choice. But, hey. I thought it was a pack. I liked the title going in, but I mean, you know, that's just, that's just the face of it. You yeah. Know? Because, like, you call someone a Judas when they backstab you. I get that. Yeah. And it's like, but, like, when it's used here, it's like, oh, he was a Judas. It was it was odd to me. There was no religion undertones in the entire movie at all. No one, no church mentioned ever. So I was like, I don't. Whatever. Okay, I got you. Dumb nitpick. The rest of the movie I loved. Right. But dumb. I, I just wanted to get that little nitpick out of the way. Where I was like, that was the my first impression. Didn't like it. I thought like the the use of the title card was like placed perfectly. Love oh, that yeah. shit. It the was titles were uh, just the treatment too. Yeah. Yeah. Full screen, one word at a time. Judas and the like. Whenever it's black yeah. like, and it's inverted for just a second. Oh my god. So cool. And like it was placed perfectly in the film. Mm-hmm. There's Man. a lot of callbacks to like they're very small, but to like black exploitation films of the 70s and 60s, like like that title card yeah. and when. Um, Fred Hampton asks uh, his girlfriend, wife, uh, what, like, how she likes her coffee. She says, black, extra sweet. Like, yeah. that's a classic black exploitation thing. Yeah, yeah. very true. Um, dude, the fucking music in this. Dude. That, Care, that, dude, that, I loved it. So Th- good. That, like, tense jazz music. Like, they're so using interesting. jazz as a suspenseful thriller yeah. type of score. And, and the, the rate that they introduce different instruments. Yeah. Like, every, when they introduce a new character, that's when a, a new instrument comes into the soundtrack. Fuck. They didn't use a trumpet until the Latin gang started speaking. Oh, like, wow. that was like, I was like, oh, shit, this is smart. That's, that's, that's hard cool. as shit. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, the, the music was the most in, one of the most interesting things about this movie, I think. And, like, especially the, uh, like, uh, I think I'm jumping ahead, but one of the most impactful moments was when he was like, show me a badge, show me a badge to the guy that was convincing him to drug Fred Hampton. And then when he showed him the badge, he showed him his original FBI, like, and pretend badge. noir moment. And it was like, a, yeah, it was noir. Yeah. It was yep. very, wah, 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 yeah. like, this weird, Dude. weird choices. Like Fucking the goosebumps in those moments. Like, yeah, it was very hard. good. Very good. Camera uh, movements, too, like, cinematography-wise, this mm-hmm. had this had a language, dude. And, oh, like... Yeah. And to call back to um, another film that came out recently that was like, it's kind of in this realm of like Scorsese-esque, mm-hmm. like the way that it looks. Yeah. Just ju- just the fucking... The uh, framing. It's the mise-en-scene, dude. Uh, Do me a favor. Never say that again. <laughs> the mise-en-scene. <laughs> what does that even mean? The scene is in its place. Mise-en-scene? You've never heard of mise-en-scene? Nope. The visual language. Oh, Okay. Everything that's within the frame. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it felt like Joker too. A little bit. I like it, obviously because of like the time that it's placed in, but like even the color correction, I was like, dude, th- like side by side, this feels like Joker. Yeah, a little bit. I can see that. It, I I definitely feel like it felt like a Scorsese movie, and I mean, it, if you compare it to The Departed, also, which is a very similar movie, right. but like, um, I don't know. Just overall, the cinematography felt like that. Nothing too special, pretty basic. Um, but it had when it had its impactful moments, it had its impactful moments. But Scorsese movies, you never really like. You can't look at a Scorsese movie and be like, "Oh, that's Scorsese." Where you can with like, Kubrick he doesn't like or, linger on things like, because it's usually it's, like it's just the basic. characters too, right? 
it's carrying uh, the narrative. Is yeah, I guess. First, yeah, he, he doesn't seem like. I'm sure he ha- he makes choices uh, on lensing and lighting and and with his his DPs and all that. But overall, I feel like um, most of his are in service to the story as opposed to in service to hmm. beautiful images. I recommend Silence. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, one. dude. Yeah, like Raging Bull is like. Um, that's the boxing one, right? Yeah. yeah. Welcome to this movie podcast. Uh, the one where De Niro's hot as fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that one like, is arguably one of his most visually interesting movies. Yes. Where the rest... I, I, Last, Temptation, Last Temptation of Christ is strikingly, strikingly beautiful. Oh, oh. It's like every seven movies, he's like, all right, I'm going to go ham on the... Like he really, yeah. he only really tries like every five or six. Well, you know, he's the director. Maybe it's the maybe it's the cinematographer, or director of photography. It's true, or I the photography like, director, as you call it. I feel like with Scorsese, <laughs> it's more so like the the dialogue and like the characters. It, yeah, it's the the dialogue and like yeah. the, how they talk to each other. He, I think he gets more interested in that. Yeah, performances, mm-hmm. yes, story than he does. And dude, the performances <clears throat> in this fucking movie, dude, amazing! Wow, amazing, dude. Daniel Kaluuya is like the most he was perfect casting for one thing mm-hmm. but like he was so charismatic as Fred Hampton yeah like it's the first emotion you get from hearing him talk you're like oh this dude has charisma and he's yeah. not from the US either yeah you I told Christina that while we were watching it and she was what yeah, like, yeah. well like when he's well, most of us were introduced me including uh to to him via get out yes and I had no idea he was an American after seeing Get Out, and he's like, he plays just an average person in that American yeah. person. I don't know, you know, where from in the U.S., but like, he just like is convincingly American. You think he is an American man? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's happened to me a few times with other actors where you're like, what? Like Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, totally. Yeah, Christian oh, Bale. Yeah. At first, I thought he was from the U.S. Well, um, uh, Daniel Kaluuya was also in uh, season one of Black Mirror. Yes, yeah, the second episode. He was, and when I—that's when I first saw him. And then when I saw him yeah, in Get Out, I was right. like, "Oh shit, he's like, doing a really good American accent." Here. I forgot like about that. it when I saw Get Out, so I was like, "This is a new good guy." Yeah, he's, <laughs> Brit- he's British. He's fucking British. He's from London. He's British. He's fuck. Um, but terrible, fuck. terrible British accent. <laughs> Does he fucking chew up the goddamn scenery in this movie? He's good. He's really. Oh good. yeah. And it's, it's a hard, hard his first speech, dude. Yeah, and it's a hard one to do because like the speech thing. Yeah. Does do you guys kind of start to like cliche dissociate when like, oh, here comes the the, the signature big, moment. The yeah. big their big moment, their big I'm inspiring the people thing, mm-hmm. and then the extras have to cheer when he hits punchlines and stuff like that. It's very easy to be a fucking Bill Pullman and in Independence Day when yeah, it's like yeah. a prepared <clears throat> fucking thing versus like a human being. Yeah. Speaking from the heart. Yeah. Which yeah. it really felt like. Like yeah. I was still in it during his speeches i was like his speech like like you're saying like they can be cliched in a lot of movies in this one it felt like a human being yes. saying those yeah words in he, the moment he did good because it, it's not only is it just hard to do uh, uh like acting is hard <laughs> but yeah. but also when you're when you're tasked to do like the spotlight is on you there's a hundred extras in a room you have to you are now embodying somebody that's inspiring masses of people yeah. like whether it's braveheart or it's timothy chalamet and king uh, the king, where it's like it that moment where you've got all eyes on you and you have to do that 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 speech is probably like I would be in my head so hard about it. Oh yeah, where it was and yeah, I don't know how to like explain what I mean, but it, the best I can say the- is like. Hey, it's that cliche Oscar Academy moment that you're having. Here's the clip they're gonna play exactly. during the nomination things, and then and, and then to, switch and, to your face, and then <laughs> and then be you have to be 
like here comes and action your moment right your speech your defining acting hey it's the part of the movie where it's the big fucking part of the movie <laughs> that, you know that's what i'm what, saying that's where it, I don't know what I'm yeah no saying. yeah that's whenever the real acting comes in you know yeah. what i mean it's like this is your moment this is the fucking the king's speech where an entire movie is based on yes. one fucking scene like, of the yeah. movie. I wonder what's going to happen with this man with a speech impediment. Yeah, like, exactly. So, yeah, he fucking knocked it out of the park. Because he feels so human and so fucking just just casually like, yep, this is a human speaking from the heart in this moment. Yeah. Versus, like, you know, I wouldn't want to hear the actual version of Fred Hampton, like his speech. Does that make sense? Yeah. I oh, you. right. Yeah. To, yeah. Like in comparison or anything. Right. I get it. But yeah, uh, t- to your point, the acting in this movie is phenomenal from from Daniel and also Lakeith Sanfield, dude. Dude, his introductory scene. Oh, that was rough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and at first, I was like, this is kind of cliche, like the because I feel like a lot of times whenever it opens with an interview like that, and like of course the interview asks a question and then it's just silence, like cut to black, <laughs> yeah. cut to black. Yep. I, that, no! that to me is pretty cliched. Agreed. And. I like that they kind of bring it up at the end again. Oh yeah, and it wasn't him. Well, we haven't heard cool. this story before, so it was it had that much more impact because of yeah. yeah. I could have I could have done without like the setup scene, but like I, I guess it makes sense. Like, yeah, whenever you bring it back at the end. Mm-hmm. But Lakeith Sanfield, like even his character has like that huge arc throughout. Yes, and like and you st- sympathize with him absolutely. But to set him up as like this fucking you know kind of like smart thief in a way like you you know uh, the line like a badge is scarier than a gun i was sick yeah. yeah come on man yeah and his delivery on it was, too, it was so like defeated yeah, yeah. it was very uh, under like well what? he knows he's fucked he's about to go to jail mm-hmm. forever yeah essentially that was so you good. get caught stealing ice cream you're going to jail for three to five years you know yeah, apparently yeah. yeah so this guy's fucked like Sips. for impor- impersonating a, an fbi officer yeah um so yeah, uh, Lakeith's character, uh, Bill O'Keel, Bill O'Neill, William O'Neill. Yeah, that sounds right. William O'Neill. Um, he he uh, basically s- steals a car using an FBI badge, um, and then uh, is recruited by the FBI. Like instead of hey, you can go to jail for five years or you can go home. Yep. Not just the FBI, but Jesse Motherfucking Plemons. Yeah. Jesse Plemons, baby. Wow. What a good choice for a hateable white man in the FBI to be cast. But, like, you know what, dude? Like, you know what was kind of great about his character is he wasn't just the evil white. He was also sticking up for his own values as best as he could while his family was under fire from the FBI. Yes. While he was murdering people in the Black Panther Party. Absolutely. But, like, he had redeemable qualities. There was moments where he was like, wait, what do you mean we're killing people in the FBI? It's like, yeah, man, we're, we're the FBI. We can do whatever the fuck we want he was like oh like i didn't want to see like the whole like the the one you know how like one on the other side of the fence starts to turn and right he, like sees the good yeah you know what i mean that that's whole a little cliche, cliche yeah that whole, that whole like wait no i think <clears throat> we should you know like that's what i started to see and i was like please don't do that right yeah plus and, the way we know history plays out it's like this guy probably just went along with it no yeah 100 percent. yeah, 100%. yeah. he's like he's justified in his way like even with uh martin sheen's like speech at the very beginning, like as he's teaching these people and he's just sort of like learning this from the mouth of like his superiors. And he's like, yep, this is what it is, you know? And that's how he's learning. But he's also not treating Lakeith 
he's using him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's not like shitty to him. Like he's like yeah. you know somewhat friendly and is like yeah I got your back man. Like, it's kind of like the it's it's I think <clears> maybe a mix of his character but also Jim, Jesse Plemons is the most unassuming friendly like yeah, yeah. like dude yeah and, like just in general it's hard for him to not seem like this really friendly guy right and that it, um, to his acting is like I just love him as a character. He's, he's yeah, so good. his micro expressions whenever Hoover God. when Hoover asks him if what he would do if his daughter brought home a black man. Oh man, dude, that you scene. see him like re- like frame the question in his mind, then evaluate it to like how we should answer it, and then dude, you see it all happen just on his face. That was choices, brilliant. man. Dude, yeah. It's so pretentious. Acting is just choices. Acting, the choices the actor made. Hey, here's the choice. Read the fucking line, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he fucking... Choose to read words. (laughs) Choose to read those words on that page. And then cut to them. It's like, I'm deep! You know, like their acting headshot. Uh, Dude, I'm going to say it again, dude. Jesse Plemons is our uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman replacement, dude. Like, he's just... He has that that (laughs) fucking charisma... He's fucking, close. He hasn't had a, like a dialogue heavy role really in the sense that Hoffman did. We haven't He's seen him there. pop off with anger. Yeah. Though. Philip Seymour Hoffman ha- could pop the ah! fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. He had he had a range of pain. I just pain. mean like he had like a range of pain. Yeah. You just mean like overall look? No, I just <laughs> yeah. I meant overall like uh, his career, his, his trajectory. Yeah. You know. Yeah, understandable. Like I, I do want to. He see was him. just a fucking low key monster. Oh yeah, and respected. And it's like Jesse Plemons is getting that fucking respect already. Yeah, yeah. and he's pretty early on. I mean, granted, he's probably been doing this for I don't know a decade, and yeah. we're just now like realizing it. I but think Breaking Bad put him in the spotlight. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Brick a Bird. That's a career maker for anyone. Like yeah. the guy that brought the guacamole to the table is probably like making bank <laughs> yeah, he's uh yeah he his character in breaking bad was fucking terrifying he's a subtle beast as yeah. they say agreed he's in that bill camp camp yep yeah big dick energy unassuming big dick energy oh yeah for sure ubde Gotten <laughs> <laughs> um, reports of ubde in iraq boys <laughs> <laughs> um and so like after uh he talks to jesse plemons uh like he talks to jesse plemons about um uh, of course, he's going to join the Black Panthers and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, to get close to him, I, I need a car. You need to give me a car. That fucking, that mounted fucking camera on the Buick, dude. Like, as it it cuts to, like, a street light and then comes around. Like, it swings around on Leons. top of the Buick. Oh, I fucking nutted, yeah. dude. G nutted. Car mounts. So sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Just a that. mounted shot I with fucking... POV. Ugh. One year from now, we're going to be like, I'm tired of car mounts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're in everything. No, but it was good. Um, you know, fun fact, the uh, the guy that recruit, like the real life version of the FBI guy, uh, had nine Black Panther informants total Jesus. inside of the Holy Black shit. Panther party, which is pretty crazy. Damn. That is wild. Yeah. So fuck the whole like, oh, he's redeeming quality. Like he was like. He was playing them. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I'm sure the movie took liberties on this guy's personality. Right, right. But, um, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I, who knows Who knows if he was like, sir, I don't know about that, Mr. Hoover. You he know, was like, probably just like, yes, sir. He'd probably be like, yeah, fuck that shit. And then they just went back to being evil. Uh, so who knows? Maybe. But, but regardless. Um, I, I like the fact that they gave him some depth a little bit. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's like, you know, I'd rather see that on screen than true, just true. some evil white guy. That's true. That's true. And every, I agree with that. Because every... he was conflicted when he was like, give me the blueprints. He seemed like. Yeah. The, like, he didn't, the, he didn't the, like it, that Hoover and the FBI was like doing shitty 
fucking like backdoor things to like get what they yeah. wanted. He's like, we we do do shitty things in just in my realm of shitty. Yeah. If you go outside of my moral realm of shitty, yeah, like, then you're a dick. Yeah. Then no. And then even whenever Lakeith is like, he's going to jail. Like you guys won. Yeah. He's like, just give me the blueprint, man. Like yeah. you know, he's just defeated. He's, like, he's yeah. like, I know, but yeah. And that was evident in that scene when they called Hoover and like, hey man, we won. We did the thing. And then he's like, he's not dead, so we didn't win. Basically, is what yeah. he says. Like. He's like, prison is temporary, yeah. implying like, oh, he wants him to die, right? Yeah, wants a more permanent solution. solution. Yeah, so it's like, Ugh. and then cut to the blueprint scene where it's like, oh, so we thought we were like, yeah, so now Jesse Plummons is like, well, I guess I have to do this. And he, yeah. you could tell yeah. he was, you could tell he was just like trying to get through it where he's like, dude, just do it. Yeah. I, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, like I'm going to put you in jail. If yeah. You don't fucking do when it. he like, delivers that little bit of info, you're like, ah, oh, shit, they're everyone's fucked yeah like it's just the shittest situation i love the um i love that moment when uh he's like he says yeah well they did this to this other snitch what do you think they're gonna do to you and then there's like it's like 10 second pause and then yeah. just he just slams the table right that was so sick yeah lakeith is the choices man yeah. he makes he's so he's just very he's very weird he's the most one of the most interesting actors working today and i went down like a lakeith's like rabbit hole and he's just like just like out, him outside, he's making some great choices, man. As yeah. far as his, his roles are concerned, the movies yeah. he's doing are very interesting. I mean, I think the first thing I saw him in was Sorry to Bother You. Then he was in Get Out. So like, I just like his his overall like he's just a weird. He's doing weird shit, and I love it. And uh, but also his whole he's, rap career, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which isn't as bad as you you said it was. Oh really? Though. Really? No. I there was. I just heard him try to freestyle, which it's like. You know, if you're not an experienced what? MC and you don't have something prepared, and like someone's like, "Hey, freestyle," yeah, I, I like mean, I, I couldn't do fucking do yeah, that fuck shit. No. Yeah, so you know, and he's an actor. Like, yeah. he has lines that he reads. Like, was he on Breakfast Club when he did that? Yeah, yeah, that's not great. Well, don't they set people up just to roast them and like get like good? Yeah, Breakfast, clips? Breakfast Club is that was a whole other rabbit hole I went down with Charlemagne and him had some beef. I fucking hate Charlemagne the God. Didn't okay, he admit so to raping somebody? Or are we going to take that out? Charlemagne? Yeah. I did not know that, but what? I thought on the breakfast club. This might be all wrong. I might have read the wrong thing. I don't yeah, know. Careful <laughs> slinging that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's that's more of like a clickbaity headline. But oh, it, okay. He was admitting that like his wife got his wife got drunk, and like he had sex with her, and then they laughed about it later. Oh, he never. F- Jesus. <laughs> Take that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, um, but yeah, the, the, there was that whole uh, Charlemagne Lakeith's. Uh, 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 beef. beef. And to sum it up, Lakeith basically said there's some outlets that can kind of contribute to anti-black sentiment. Like, uh, like they're not spreading positive uh, things. They focus on negative and drama and rumors, and like they stir the pot a lot. Yeah. Right. And he he said that Charlemagne clapped back and like went off on all the shit. And then and then um, Lakeith came back. And, with another thing that was just like like broke down. It was cool. He he listened to his whole rant and stopped it and responded <laughs> and played it, stopped it and responded and like the whole thing. Nice. It was it was so sick actually. I was like, okay, I'm Team Lakeith after watching that. Yeah, I don't like Charlemagne the God. He just he's dude, a bit of an asshole. Dude, anybody that go, he takes things so personally and he takes it to a thousand and mm. then he and then he pretends like he's this like goddess of like Well he calls himself go- the God. I know. <laughs> like- he literally calls himself the God. He's he thinks he's like this uh like this he's black speaking wisdom. for everyone. Yeah, and he's like, I'm the voice of black culture. I'm, and and 
bad he, move. He always he always patron. He's very patronizing. Like yeah. where he's like where he's like eh, it's all love. You know, I, I mean this. I wish him the best. You know, like he always. Oh, that's ends a it, classic oh, asshole like, tactic. That's such a dick move. Like yeah. you literally just ranted about Lakeith, like and like took things way too far and went personal attacks and like said all these things that are relevant to the topics you're trying to debate. And then was like, but you know what? At the end of the day, I hope he finds help. You know, he's clearly crying for help right now. And I was just like, dude, what? Yeah, it's like he's from like a better place. Yeah, like, just yeah. starting and the just, pot. And oftentimes he's just wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I'm not trying to go off this tangent. You could take this out. He's the Stephen to. Smith of like of hip. Yeah, dude. Yes, that's yes. it. That's it. Fuck him. The man. Stephen A. Smith of, of yeah hip hop. Bad opinions. The show. Yeah. Seriously. Welcome. Dude. Welcome back to this. We'll get views. The podcast. Yeah. Is like what his thing is. Dude, and like you know, he's. I know he's like good friends with Kanye West, and like whenever he, Kanye West was in there, he's like not making fun of him to his face. He's like, yeah, I don't like that shoe. It's kind of not for me. It's like an ugly, or it's like a you know UGG boot. You know that shit's gay or whatever. Kind of is like okay, like that's fine. Yeah. And he's yeah. like the, yeah, but you know you know the, the, yeah the, the, that's not for the street. People don't need you to do that, Kanye. People you know like telling him. Telling not Kanye to do West thing. not to do what he wants to do. Yeah. It's, it's like, like surprising. Like, it's surprising he doesn't go off in those situations because he's gone off for way less. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 But, like, that's his friend, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's some dick shit, though. Fuck that. But, yeah, fuck him. But, anyways, yeah. The team so, Keith. Team Keith. Keith. So, uh, what else did you find out about him? Well, he's got face tattoos. That's fucking sick. Does he? He's, he's decked out with tattoos. He's one of the, he's the first pe- person to be nominated for an Oscar with a face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the fucking Oscars, dude. Yeah, let's talk about this. Oh, yeah. Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya are nominated for Best Supporting Actors. Wait. Yep. What I, the let, f- me, let me just say right now, this is racist. This is racist. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> yeah, that's weird, huh? Oscars so white still. Yeah, and then they... Still so fucking white. They, they explain it by saying... Um, they're, they're both too good, so there's not one best actor. Yeah. They support each what? other for being the best. I don't know. Who do you think the main character is in this movie? Didn't they just do that thing with the two popes? Lakeith Stanfield. It's called Judas and the Black Messiah. They're both right. the main character. True. But so, I would say more so it's Lakeith. Yeah, I'd agree. Did they not have both the two popes up for best actor last year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The two popes, both popes, best actor. Yep. Can we get back to Jews running Hollywood? I'm so over this. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so... Yeah, so it's fucked up. Very fucked. Uh, it's... What is the fucking... What, what was the rule they said? They were like, oh, well, the different members of the Academy can choose different... Like, like let's say... Okay. It, there's not I, like I a I definitive... Have the, I have the explanation, though. They're white. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Let, me, here, let me sum it up real quick. Yeah, they're white. Yeah, so it's like one member can say this was a leading role and one can say it's a supporting role and they both can... Nom- like, But that doesn't even make sense. Because what, make- what if somebody was like, I nominate Lakeith for uh, Best Actor and then someone says Best Supporting Actor. Which category do you put him in? Both? Right. Both? No, that's why you don't. Those, that's why those uh, four-year consideration things exist because those movies are saying like, this is what we consider to be the best part of this movie. Yeah. Best screenwriting, best yeah. cinematography, best actor. Yeah. Simply put, dude, yeah. it's fucked because like he goes, like Lakeith tweeted or he posted on Instagram when it was announced. He just he said, "I'm confused." Yeah, that's what he said to be to to being nominated to being nominated for, nominated for an actor. Oscar, the highest one of the highest the highest honor an actor can receive. Arguably, it's Hollywood's in, biggest in, night. in yeah. Hollywood at least. Um, and he just said, "I'm confused." That's why I love the dude. He's just like, "Uh, what the fuck?" Yeah. And well, dude, it was like um Tyler the Creator whenever he won best urban category or you know yeah. urban. Best 
Yeah, and he was like, he won Best Urban Album of the Year or some shit like that. I've never even heard of that. The category says urban. I don't know exactly the name for it. My grandpa invented that category, by the way. (laughs) That's how old that is. But, But he said, like, yeah, like, it's nice to win, but also I feel like the word urban is a nice way of saying the N-word. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. It's like, just give him... This should just be pop music. Yeah. Because that's what pop music is now. It's my fucking music. Everything evolves, and if you don't accept those trends, you are now the old fuck that doesn't get it. Yeah. and But you're the running shit. It actually was the urban category. That's right. Jesus Christ. It's like the Academy They got rid of it last year because of what Tyler said. Good. 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 So I just but read. also the weekend wasn't nominated last year, this past year at all. So yeah, that's fucked. And he had like some of the biggest music to ever come out ever. <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck the Grammys!" Like, yeah, blinding lights is gonna again. slap for fucking decades. Like, it's like the yeah. dude. It's just like fucking um, Macklemore winning best. Oh my god, best rap album in the same year. Yeezus, the Blueprint Three, and fucking whatever Drake album. But he's a out. new white guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's give it to Macklemore. Yikes. What up? I got a big heart. <laughs> uh, so anyways. Jesus, uh, by the way, that album. Check it out. Fucking slaps. Um, so Lakeith, uh, back to back to their performances in the Oscars. They're both nominated. So fucking That's stupid. That's weird. Yeah. Um, who do you think will win? I got to say Daniel Kaluuya, I think. I feel like uh, Lakeith had much more to play with because it's like... I do too. He has the bigger arc of the movie. Like, of course, you know, okay. The Black Messiah is a fucking gigantic title to live up to. Yeah. And I think Daniel Kaluuya absolutely did that the entire fucking time. Yeah. But Lakeith has the fucking big sad. <laughs> like, you know, the, yeah. the things that the Oscars are looking for. Like, he had the fucking, this awful arc. So you think he'll get Best Supporting Actor? <sighs> yeah. You think he'll do it? I think he'll do it. I, I think don't. Lakeith deserves it, but I think Daniel will get it because of the sympathy factor. That's what I think, too. I don't know why. I feel like I just get the vibe. They're like, oh, fuck, we we did this. We got to make him feel good. Ugh. Daniel Kaluuya fucking absolutely killed it. I mean, he was fucking amazing. Right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Both of, I mean, not, both of them were... Not to were... belittle either of their performances, but what I think will happen is they'll give it to Daniel because he arguably was the supporting actor, mm. and then that will relieve them of giving a... Lakeith an Oscar for a arguably a lead role. Right. And so I just does Lakeith deserve it? I think so. Right. Does will they give it to Daniel? I think so. Mm. Yeah. I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. It can go to either one, honestly. Like they were both I know, fucking that's, amazing. Yeah. That's uh, to yeah, to back it up and say that for sure. Both but, of the performances were electric. When they were on screen, I was just like like the chemistry was fucking Yeah, just awesome. But to not give a supporting actor nom to uh Dominique uh, hold on. Dominique, Dominique Fishback. Fishback Dude, she what was good the as well. fuck? She, yeah. yeah, she was fucking amazing. Dude. She was great, with the exception of I thought one scene, the Which poem one? scene. No, the poem scene was I great. Loved I loved that. She scene. actually wrote that poem. Wow. The, she she's a poet, and she no she fucking that. way. She wrote that. Yeah. Holy shit. I loved that scene because it was not well for a lot of reasons, but in particular because while she's reading that poem, uh, Fred Hampton interrupts her, and she's like, "Really, you can't be quiet during this moment." Like. You can't not be the center of attention for a second. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I like that. But like that's why she loves him too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keeps him humble. What, what was the <laughs> What was the scene you were talking about? Uh, the one scene I I didn't like overall uh, was actually Fred Hampton's death scene. 
Mm. Um, the, the raid was insane. All of that was that nuts. was horrifying, terrible. Uh, just like oh, dude, like seeing like the the shadows outside the door. The shot yeah. of the gun up to the her pregnant belly. That was one of the so, roughest things I've ever seen. Dude, in the movie. that was nuts to see. Yeah, um, oh. dude. Okay, so and I was then, like, fully expecting them to kill her. And yeah, time. me yeah. too. Because I didn't know. I thought the they were going to kill everybody. We don't know the history because we went to school in America. Yeah, yep. um, in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, jumping ahead in this actual story, but uh, basically, Lakeith has they the FBI is conspiring to kill Fred Hampton because he's leading the Black Panthers, obviously, and doing good things and doing good yeah. things, yeah, and uniting and people. uniting people. Like. Can't have that shit. Can't have that shit. <laughs> nope, don't do it. <laughs> fucking he even has silencers. fucking like like uh, poor white people on his side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was one of the interesting things about. Fred was in this movie before, like somewhere in half halfway point, he he goes to another group, which is uh, they were a southern. They had like uh, Confederate flags, yeah, and they were all. And he was like, you know, we're all getting the shitty same education. We're all getting struggling to get food on the table. We're both and, fucked. Yeah, and he united people that it wasn't just a black yeah. movement. It was no. like a community. I mean, it's people it, it versus was primarily. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. And they were fighting it with socialism and community and mm. well, uh, some aspects of socialism or communism pretty, straight up. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, uh, so he they conspire to kill him, and the uh, Keith leaks the blueprint or r- draws a blueprint of the apartment to help, etc. And arguably drugs him, which isn't proven to this day. But there was uh, a there was a lot of fentanyl found in his system in reality. Mm. So, so definitely. So he was drugged, but it's not positive. It was it's not confirmed so for sure fine. that it was by um, yeah the Keith's the, character, the man that killed himself the day after everyone found out that <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but anyways, D- but his fucking his performance even whenever like he's when he's shaking yeah oh my dude. yeah God. Dude, dude well the, yeah hey what's up how are you doing <laughs> hey what's up hey i got this cup for you you thirsty i got you another kool-aid you want to refill you wanna yeah. re- it, was, it was just like yeah this doesn't seem suspicious yeah like, don't be suspicious don't be su- <laughs> I, was like, I was like what oh, dude, don't don't accept a drink from somebody that's like looks like they're about to cry like you want another Kool-Aid, Fred? <laughs> Do you want your last, I mean, your next Kool-Aid? <laughs> <laughs> it was to that point. I was like, hey, don't accept that. But it just don't cut away. A, don't accept a drink when somebody's last line to you is goodbye, Fred. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh. Um, uh, God. Yeah, rough. So he was, he, you know, there was a lot of, he talked about this a lot, like Keith did in interviews, where he was like, that was one of the most difficult scenes for him because he was like, he had to, he, he was... It, there was two things at play for Lakeith was Daniel as an actor as a person was just a good friend and like he respected him so much yeah and he's actually looking up to him like, yeah mm, yeah like, yeah ugh. but also um you know he as an actor he try and embody who you're playing he was he was a conflictive person playing uh William O'Neill and to drug Fred Hampton was like his Lakeith's mindset like I'm killing my best friend the leader of a black like black panther movement is doing great things like i'm gonna drug him and contribute to the death here yeah like he said he had to go to therapy after this like Jeez. he said he had panic attacks he said he had to go to therapy it was like so conflicting for him internally morally to play a character that was against yeah his yeah so yeah i thought that was super interesting Dude, like you can even tell that like you can tell where the therapy needed to happen yeah. even <laughs> in the fucking scene where uh the, the i am a revolutionary that fucking oh scene, my god and how awesome daniel kaluuya was but like I, dude, honestly, even better 
fucking Lakeith Stanfield, like listening to it the whole time, knowing what he needs to do, and but like absolutely being overcome with Fred's words, yeah, mm-hmm. and then also p- looking into the crowd and seeing fucking Jesse Plemons' character in the framing of him. Oh my fucking hit, like, god! Through the people through, yeah. that hit like a fucking acme brick, dude. Yeah. And I'm that, watching the show, and then a fucking acme brick just doom, just, yeah, like, just fucking, an anvil, just an yeah. acme anvil. Fucking, yes, yeah. just straight up like Wildy Coyote style, just donk, yeah, dude, straight up. It's, it's like that. That hurt. Yeah, bro. him like screaming it through like tears while looking at yeah, Jesse. revolutionary. Yeah. And then he sees Jesse Plemons like, oh fuck, like like it, he was like tranced almost. Yeah. by the speech. Yeah. And then he sees, like, you know, like what is in front of him. Yeah. Like, literally the guy that's holding the keys to his future, you know? Yeah. Fuck, man. It's so, it's so sad because you can see him become disillusioned with the things that the FBI are forcing him to do. Yep. And going over to the side of good. And he's, uh, it's, it's such a conflicted. It's a fucked up yeah. character. It's a fucked up person and fucked up character, you know? Yeah. And, um, but let's get back to that scene. Uh, so another interesting thing is there was a lot more shots of the prep of him putting the drug in the Kool-Aid and stirring that mm. were cut out. Mm. Like a lot of more like... I'm glad. Though. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I didn't um, see it. But um, like he said, like those scenes were very, very difficult. Um, I'm sure he was like... like yeah. But uh, so so he drugs Fred Hampton and... Um, uh, mm. With with fentanyl, or enough to knock out a horse, apparently is what the the autopsy said. Probably not much fentanyl. It's the strongest opiate on earth, right? Um, which you can make at home, but don't worry about it. Um, uh, so he's drugged, and they they raid the house, which has many people, like twenty some people. Wow, how many like how many people were at least were ten? I'd say. Oh, killed? Yeah, killed in the raid. I think it was 10 people killed. Jesus. 99 bullets fired by the police. And one, one, yeah. one by the Black Panther Party. And they were all, the surviving were charged with attempted murder. Yeah. yeah. Great. Meanwhile, yeah. the FBI gets a pension and a house. Yeah. And they're like a, a bank, probably. Dude, here's yeah. a bank. What, one of the, also, like, not to derail you, dude, but like one of the most upsetting scenes in this movie is like whenever there's like that shootout at the Black Panther headquarters. Mm-hmm. Shoot it out, and then they, they fucking wave the white flag. They give up. Of course, you know they, they take him into custody. Yeah. And then they decide to burn it to the ground. Yep. yep. Just unabashedly burn it to the motherfucking ground. That's, yep. that's a classic tactic where they just erase you from history. God. Because if the next generation can't see any evidence of them, they never existed. Yep. yep. Fuck, like, Jesus, that's some terrorist shit. And dude, and in all honesty, dude, like... T- tell me this hasn't been uh, like at least attempted to be erased from history. Oh, absolutely. It's not in our fucking textbooks, dude. Yeah. yeah. They just like, oh, just don't ask. They mention MLK out of necessity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you can't not. I didn't learn about Malcolm X in school. I knew who he was, yeah. right. but I didn't even learn about him. Right. Exactly. I had to watch a fucking Spike Lee movie, which is not my favorite thing to do, <laughs> yeah. depending on the movie, but fucking mm-hmm. A, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So. Uh, they they burst into the the house and wipe out pretty much everybody in in the place. I I thought they wouldn't stop, but they killed so many people. And then this is where the the actual Fred Hampton's death scene. I didn't I didn't like the choice, and it's like it's a nitpicky thing, but he was killed in the background, mm-hmm. and we focus on the wife's face the whole time, and you yeah, just hear the yeah. shots, and then you hear what I think was like cliche white evil dialogue. Oh yeah, which yeah. I was like, where it's like, oh, looks like he'll survive. Pop, pop. 
Now he's good and dead. Yeah. We're literally the lions. I was that like, was, it was really? like a black exploitation line. Yeah. I was like, that. I know they, you know, and this is implied they don't really know what was said, so they took the liberty and wrote that. Sure. Well, well, but I was like, I know that they're, e- okay, you don't ma- need to make them comically white evil. Yeah. They're already bursting into the Black Panther place. And massacring innocent people. And massacring innocent people. I, I, it seemed like heavy handed to be like, now he's good and dead. Right, it's yeah. like even just silence would have been more evil to me. Like they shoot him, and then they're, the silent agreement that the job is done would have yes, been, you know. I, I agree. And also, there was a one part where I didn't think, like, I was looking in her eyes for that mm. moment, and I didn't feel it. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I think she her. Was, she was great the whole movie, but like, I guess, you know, you're in shock. You have, you're exactly, have the kid, yeah. in, you have the kid in this. It's His just kid in your stay stomach, cool but. so my baby doesn't die. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I interpreted it. There was there was this, like, she didn't even flinch when the shots were fired. I was like, oh, what is, and, and I don't know. That scene, for whatever reason, didn't have a, an impact like I hoped. It's mm. a fucked up scene. Yeah. And it's the pinnacle of the movie. Right. And um, just arguably, I don't know. Not how I would have shot it. <laughs> yeah. Hate myself. No, I... Um, <laughs> De- Deborah, uh, what's her name? Deborah Hampton, I guess, is still alive. I want to say, like, I don't know. They probably went to her and asked her. You know, she probably has accounts of, like, what happened. Yeah. yeah. And maybe those lines are directly from the police. That's possible. That's which, actually very possible, yeah. Which I wouldn't fucking deny. They're pieces of shit, dude. I could, you be, know? I could be completely wrong. And, like... I want to say I don't know this for fact. Don't fucking take me at my word. But um, quoting now, right? Exactly. <laughs> but it's like you know, people try to justify those things like that. It's and whenever they do that, it's like oh, now he's good and dead. Yeah. It's like they're trying to, in a way, like this sounds so stupid, but like Go the on. cops in a way are like lightening the mood to each other. Right. To be like, we did what we were supposed to do. Because now he's good and dead. As opposing, as opposed to like leaving it silent and like just living in that moment, they're like, "Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, at least we got our job done." Like, yeah, you know, it just seems like a a nervous thing to do in the moment is to yeah. say some dumb shit. Yeah, I don't relieve know. the relieve the tension. Of exactly, how, how they subconsciously know what they're doing is terribly, exactly. terribly wrong. Yeah, to, like blindly all... follow the fucking crooked cross in that moment, dude. Yeah, they all justify it as they're being altruistic and defending the good faith or whatever but they're just being fed lines from hoover which are outright evil yeah yeah yeah, exactly yeah i also was bummed because like the last shots we get of fred hampton were like like just asleep and i know that's how it was but like but also the last conscious moments were him at the party Mm. Um, well it was him like feeding his wife spaghetti and like being happy right Yeah. yeah I guess that's true. And like he, you know, the, the fact that he was always talking about. And I'm like bummed that, that he died. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm say. really sad about this hero yeah. dying. <laughs> <laughs> it is like recorded history that like he was always like, yeah, I, you need to die an honorable death, like fighting with your brothers for your, you know, for your brothers for everything, mm. um, and not, you know, not from a heart attack, not from slipping on a rock or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever he said. It's just like fuck, man, and like that all comes to. That all comes to pass, you know. Like he was right about. You know all what's of that. crazy? Fred Hampton was 21 when all these things were yeah, actually going down. That was the most surprising thing when it got to the end. I was like 21, 21 years, years old. old. He imagine the things he could have done. You know what I was doing when I was 21? Trying not to get hit in Dark Souls. Yeah, like. just, just fucking 
Never that was mind. just a never mind. Yeah. <laughs> that was a dumb piece of dumb shit. Yeah, like, I was used. Like I'm gonna fucking... travel to Kansas to go watch wrestling. Yeah, idiot. Yeah. yeah, this guy was like changing the world. Yeah, yeah. And, like at 21, Lakeith's character, uh, William O'Neill, was 17 at the time of all this stuff going down. Jesus Christ, dude! Ima- not only imagine being 17, but imagine being 17 and the FBI says, "Hey, you're ours now." Yeah. Dude, fuck that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um it's wild. I mean, he that guy lived a crazy fucking life. I mean, he was boosting cars, he got recruited by the FBI and then um, you know, did all the things he did and then so after there's a documentary that came out in the 90s, in 1990 I think on PBS. Yeah, about all of this that happened and um the the night it came out, after the premiere of this documentary, uh William O'Neill Walked into traffic and committed suicide on mm. an on an interstate. So, if that says anything, yeah. And he, so and he, PBS documentaries do to you, man. Yeah, it's like I'll let, to the point, like he did it. What an asshole, right? Um, but yeah, I, and it's his wife apparently had tried to say it's still an accident, which I'm just like, mm. well, I don't think so. Well, that's something Martin Lawrence did in the 90s is he wandered into traffic and tried to get hit by a car. So And and he argued that it was the government's doing. So it's what? ostensible that the government after... This is some conspiracy shit, but it's... But you know what's crazy? Yeah, I mean, well, think of how convenient that death is, too. Exactly. Where it's like, oh, wait, he's about to talk about all this bad shit we made him do. Yeah, all yeah. this shit he probably knows, and knowing the FBI w- full of good people, they wouldn't kill this guy, right? Yeah, fucking god. Yeah, it, it's like it's it's but, one of those things where it's like, um, yeah, I don't know, it's conspiracy or not. It's like how fucking convenient is it? Like you follow like the motive, like where it's like, oh, yeah. who would benefit from this person not talking? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, them. Oh, yeah. well, I wonder why if they maybe have something to do with that. Maybe. Welcome back to InfoWars with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, these are my beans. I'm spilling them. Yeah. And we're turning the frogs gay. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Birds it's, are not real. Yeah. Birds aren't Dude, real. Dude, that's the dumbest one. <laughs> I love that shit. That shit's hilarious, man. I'm going to go buy my two by four from Home Depot and call it a day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, you know, he's. Cl- uh, up to the end, he claimed to have no allegiance to the Black Panther Party, but I think this movie. I mean, his suicide implies his conflict morally. Yeah. And this movie illustrates that where he's, you know, I'm a revolutionary during the speech and the friendship and the emotion of like Mm -hmm. betraying and like being pulled in both those directions of. But like, what's a man to do in that moment? Yeah. Yeah. You're just. He couldn't just serve his five years. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't work. Well, they'd arguable from his perspective that five years could turn into 20, which turns into 50, which yeah. turns into you dying. Yeah, they would probably fuck him for life. Exactly. Or just or just make him disappear. Exactly. At that time, it's like, well, here I am. Yeah. Fuck. They do it, it in just, broad daylight in the 70s. They're just yeah. like, there's no cameras. Who gives yeah. a fuck? Yep. We write history. They, they couldn't foresee that, like, there's a, an archive of all information. Like, and just like, I don't know, like... It, it, the Derek Chauvin sentencing just happened last week, like, for the first time in history, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly, like, we're just now, like, on the cusp of, like, putting all these things in the spotlight. Yes. And then change happening, so... And all it took was cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Cameras was, in an open source, like, mm-hmm. like 
feed of information like the internet and yeah. just shit like that. But but yeah, like oh, they yeah. couldn't foresee none, that. None like, of those they, videos would make it onto the news. Exactly. Oh fuck no. Like we write history. Yep. Is yeah. how they viewed this in the seventies. They're like, we'll just write down he was he fucking had he some drugs himself. and yeah. blah blah blah. Whatever. They didn't give a fuck. They didn't know like they couldn't foresee what information would yeah. be in the in literally 50 years kill from now. the witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. We write it. So yeah. Uh, this movie is fucking depressing a little bit where it's just like, oh, like in the 70s, they just did everything they wanted to do. Yeah. But it's important when movies come out like this. For like, sure. We need to know. We need to know this shit. Yeah. Especially because, and it's been reiterated nine times already, but like because we were never taught it. Yep. It's like incumbent upon people in media at this point in time to educate the masses on things that we never were. Mm. Like, It's fucking depressing as shit, but uh, I'm glad we know it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is nominated for Best Picture, right? Yes. Yeah. Against what? Do you remember off the top of your head? Uh, Sound of Metal, The Father. Yep, yep. Um, that's all I remember. Apparently, uh, apparently O'Neill also uh, attempted suicide once before that. He tried to jump out a second story window. <sighs> Jesus. Another FBI tactic. By the way, uh, the poisoning scene uh, was actually filmed on the 50-year anniversary of Fred Hampton's death. Holy shit. Kind of, uh, that's yeah. rough. Um, of the of its occurrence, damn. Uh, of yeah. So yeah. basically, yeah. I, I guess like there was a speech, and there was like it was heavier that day on set, and everything. It was kind of crazy. Jesus. But Best. Th- sorry. That's it. Best picture nominees: The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, mm-hmm. Mank. Fuck that. <laughs> Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. All of those. Damn. Since when is it that many? Is it always it's usually been? like five? Right. You I can thought. have you can have up to ten. I did not know that. You can have up to ten, and then the first. So they can choose not to nominate stuff. Yeah, and the That's first crazy. The first year that they did that, they purposefully left off fucking uh, the master for oh, some yeah. fucking reason. The master. Also, Nolan has been famously snubbed for years at the Oscars. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. Tenant is in two categories, which is visual effects and sound. It's always sound. It's always like, it's always like the fucking oh we have to recognize this at the Oscars we'll throw it a nominee for sound and yeah. fucking visual effect like it's always just this like we we acknowledge it's a thing yeah but we we're not gonna put it in the in its prestigious category same with co- costume design exactly mm. where it's same like it's like spirit thing. award costume design is always whatever is the fluffiest gown yeah yep. not yeah, oh my god you're so fucking right if I see another poofy fucking period piece with who's on Kira Knightley of course, of course win costume design one more fucking time like it's just the Oscars is a meme of itself at this point the one film that deserved that was The Favor other than that fuck off yeah not to belittle costume design or sound design or anything like that I know how important they are for film I'm just saying like the Academy uses those categories as like spirit awards yeah yeah i think they're like oh fuck we forgot that a lot of people are really passionate about this being a good movie because it is a good movie right so fuck. but it's not an academy movie yeah. that like strokes our hollywood ego of old-fashioned mm-hmm. hollywood in film so they'll be dead soon that's Don't why suicide it. squad has an oscar what what yeah which but one best uh makeup and special effects we live in a society bruh suicide squad suicide the original squad. one yep I can't, dude. That hurts so much. <laughs> what you just said, like, sorry, it's a little bit. Uh, my stomach, like, I felt my intestines move. They had Killer I, Croc I with fucking Credence Clearwater Revival on it. 
<sighs> that's that's the movie. They had a fucking. It's like oh, my first After Effects Bear project. Meow. Fucking. Bear <laughs> meow. They had fucking meow. Borderlands intro sequences. Like the per- villain enters, whoosh, paint splatter, whoosh, titles. Whoosh. I was just like, oh yeah. Give it an Oscar. Fucking stupid. <laughs> what is your uh, what is y'all's choice for best picture? I know this is three weeks out. Or out whatever. of all that, yeah. Holy shit! I'd have to really the father. Judas and the Black Messiah. I'm going to go with Sound gonna, of Metal. Def, definitely Judas and the Black Messiah over the trial of the Chicago 7. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for definitely. sure. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's already out. Uh, Mank, fuck that fuck fucking that, fuck that movie. Oscar movie, Here's dude. Here's the problem. It's going to win. What's Well, <laughs> you know what's dumb is like we're a movie podcast, and I haven't seen half of those. Yeah. I didn't see Minari. We've seen half of those. Ma- yeah. Minari, I would say, Minari, is sorry. top three. For sure, Actually, but I'm gonna I've give seen, it to Sound of Metal. I didn't see Promising. I've seen four. I yeah, not, I've seen half of them. Did not see Nomadland. That was really good. Was it? I don't think it's best Oscar. Best. You didn't best bring Oscar. it up on the show. <laughs> best Oscar. I, I forgot about that. I saw Frances McDormand in a trailer, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if she's a salt of the earth woman." <laughs> it's a good movie, um, but I don't know. Mm. It was. Uh, it was really good. I just like it's. It's not a. It's a Best Picture nomination. It's not a best picture winner, sure. in my opinion. I get that. Great movie, though. So, anyways, um, so Oscar picks. Um, out of the ones I've seen, man, I really like Sound of Metal a lot. Go uh, that that is probably the best film. Yeah. yeah. Of of last year. I to think. be fair, it I haven't seen The Father, Promising Young Woman, and there's a few I haven't seen. But out of the ones I've seen there. Sound of Metal play. It, I might be biased. It played into a lot of my sensibilities. So. Well, it's on all of our top shit. Yeah, yeah. So if anything, we've informed the Academy. That's a good yeah. point. We are now the new Academy. Sponsor the now podcast. You know. It's the Academy. <laughs> still predominantly white, but what if we? What if we, we still uh, care about people? Yeah. What if we just like tri- like register us as like Academy Two? Like, okay. Electric Boogaloo, yeah, just a, the second Academy, and then we just start doing our own awards. And the shit. Academy the, support team, the yeah. other Academy, yeah, the other Academy, yeah. I feel like we'd be like basically the MTV Movie Choice Awards, the VH1 <laughs> to MTV, like, yeah, or just the fucking Nickelodeon Kids Choice, yeah, yeah. yeah like you said, yeah, the Splat Award, yeah, best on screen kiss, yeah, yeah giving away shit. We, have our, like we have our own categories this year, right? Like, right, Alex? Yes, we got to do that. We have thickest point. daddy and yeah, when, uh, hottest what, bod. When are we gonna do that? By the way, both go to Liu Kang. Anything else on uh, anything else on Jude and the Black Messiah? Well, what are you guys' picks for Oscar winner? I'm going Sound of Metal. You too? My Josh? pick is Sound of Metal. Yeah, it's a, I'm a big fan. He, that, he, he was, killed it, man. Yeah, I was just loved it. Fucking I just great. loved the execution of that movie. Also, so Reese Ahmed for Best Actor. He was fucking phenomenal, yeah. He's he's nominated, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. Um, all right. Anything else on uh, Judah? Mm, Judas? Judas? <laughs> Judah. What? Nope. That was it. Yee. All right, shall we do dumb movie title for Judas and the Black Messiah? Absolutely. I'll kick it off. All right. What is your dumb movie title for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Chris? Sorry to snitch on you. Oh, nice. Mm. It's a play on Sorry to Bother yeah. You. Because it's the same actors. I like it. Nice. Is that it? Yep. All righty. Uh, I got a few. Okay. All right. It's all a part of the clan. Oh, nice. or pretty good. according to clan. Nice. Um, that's pretty good. Can you dig in? Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Black exploitation kind of. Also, 
get no because what because he says dig the in. white the white director of fbi was like dig in they say dig in oh okay Never mind. I thought it was a play. He's like, that's how black people talk. I know black people. Yeah, I'm not a, a good DMT. <laughs> um, this one is a little more. Turn down a little bit. This one is a little more fucking. Ooh, got some big brain DMTs. A little poetic. A smart movie title Ooh. coming in. Smart movie title. <laughs> SMT. Of smooth mice. movie title. <laughs> of mice and men. Of mice and oh, like he's a rat. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Too big brain. Yeah. All right, sorry. These are supposed to be funny. Yeah. And also, so. not in our textbooks, the movie. <laughs> yep. Fucking right. Alex? Uh, I've got Black Dead Redemption. Because <laughs> um, he's got a plan. He just needs more time. Um, and I've got uh, Sorry Black People. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we're going to go with Sorry to Snitch on You. Cool. I think that one sums it up. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Shall we do budget? Oh, fuck. We forgot to... In uh, cinema oh, with Marty Scarzies. Guys? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's cinema. It is most definitely cinema. Congratulations. Film by us. We absolutely endorse this Marty, movie. Marty Scorsese approved. Yes. Marty Scorsese approved. But, big question. Is it, or does it, Belong in four motherfucking three. Or in this case, was it worth twenty dollars to rent this fucking movie? Big oof, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I we missed it on HBO Max because we dumb, big oh, dumb, big dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. But now just to rent the movie is twenty dollars. Nah. You don't even own it. It was a good movie, but yeah. I'm. It's not four three, and you 20- essentially paid. To own the movie, yeah, to I paid, watch it. I for paid more than it, to see it in theaters with the service of a huge screen projector, a projectionist, and popcorn, and fucking like Dolby surround. But I just saw it in my home with like my basic ass soundbar and a TV. So why is it twenty dollars? That's all I have to say. It's not four three. <laughs> yeah, it's four three. Four three. Wow, you really liked it. Yeah. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not racist, so that okay. plays a big part of it. All right. <laughs> All right. It wasn't in 4-3. I don't think so. What's not? Not for so me. So you're also racist. Great. Not 4-3 for me. One non-racist on the show. It, it, I mean, wow, you're so woke. <clears throat> you like the movie. I still really liked it a lot. Uh, I don't feel like I need to own this movie, though. Nah. In 4-3. I agree. Good movie, though. I see your point. All Good right. Good movie. Hopefully Keith gets the Oscar. For sure. Moving on. Moving right along. Should we do budget for this movie? Let's do it. Judas and the Black Messiah. I think I went first last week, so. All right, I'll go. I actually never remember who. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Doesn't nothing matters. Doesn't matter. I could say it cost five dollars. to make this movie, and you'll still win. This is like whose line is it anyway? But it matters even less. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know how they say the points don't matter and nobody wins or whatever the fuck the catchline of that show is. That's our show. Minus like a thousand. I mean, our points really don't matter. Nope. We have no idea where the points are. Fuck it. Some good listener needs to go up and tally all of the times that I've won this game. Yeah. Don't do it. I don't want to see that number. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, just basically, see, let's see how wrong Alex is. Let's do that. <laughs> I'll go $22 million. Solid guess. Uh, let me do $45 million to make Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm, I'm going to go 30. I'm going to go right in the middle. Shit. Alexa, how much did the movie Judas and the Black Messiah cost to make? 
Here's something I found on the web. Here we go. According to Wikipedia.org, Judas and the Black Messiah grossed $2.5 million from 1,888 theaters over its four-day opening weekend, finishing second at the box office behind Hold Over the Croods, a new age. Behind the Croods? Hey, Google. How much did the movie Judas and the Black Messiah cost to make? Just nothing? Hey, Google. How much did the movie Judas and the Black Messiah cost to make? Judas and the Black Messiah had a budget of $26 million. Oh, you're closer. Wait, no, you we're equal. You said 22, right? Yeah, 22. I said, I said 30. Yeah, we're equally the, close. Is that the first tie? Congratulations, boys. <laughs> a tie means Josh wins. A tie means... <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. That's Y'all crazy. Right in the fucking I middle. think we should do a tiebreaker for something. Okay. Should we do budget of uh, okay? Uh, I'll movie? play uh, "Stab Wound" by Necrophages on guitar, and then you go. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, then, if we're doing things that we're just good at, I'll edit uh, an entire series that's on Paramount Plus, and then you can do that also. I will attempt it. <laughs> so, what, what are we gonna do for the tiebreaker? You think tiebreaker must be name every Daniel God, Kaluuya performance it. in every movie. Uh, Actor no. game Daniel Kaluuya. Well, oh, we no, already no, we did need this. To, we need to do actor game after okay, this, but like fine. we need to do something for. We could do how much it made, but what I is the meta score yeah. critic for? Okay, meta score. Judas and the Black Messiah. All okay. right. Ooh, um, there's a lot of racists out there. Mm, so um, yes, and this is it. Metacritic takes um, racist opinion into account. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm gonna go 75 out of 100. All right, I'll go uh, 71. Okay. Hey, Google, what is the Metacritic score for Judas and the Black Messiah? Sorry, I don't have any... See, I went to Google first this right. time. You yeah. saw the confidence. Yeah. Alexa, what was the Metacritic score for Judas and the Black Messiah? Sorry, I don't know. All right, just look it up, Josh. God damn it. Useless fucking... fucking robots. Keep in mind, The Last of Us Part Two's Metacritic score was like 12 when it came oh, out I know. because of trolls. Garbage. Those fucking, fucking what, what was yours? What was yours? 71. 75. I'm going to win this shit. <laughs> Easy clap. Hey, Alexa, play some victory music for me. I couldn't find any victory Oh, my God. Ooh, that's appropriate Alexa, because stop. you are not the victor. 85. Damn it. Hey. Congrats, Chris, for winning the game. Alexa, send me a fucking bag. I'd like it to be known that I have more black friends than Chris. Okay. So. Are you trying to shop for bag? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are, actually. Uh, uh, wait, you want to play hmm. actor game? I don't understand. Not with just, them, but sorry. just in That's like enough, Alexa. All right, fine. Alexa, shut up. Order. It felt like a good hmm. spot to... Alexa, shut up. I don't understand. Fucking hmm. bitch in the show. Thanks for listening to There Are Too Many Movies. Check, check out Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, it's $20 right yes. now. Also, and this is going to come out after the Oscars, by the way. So if you're wondering what the fuck, why we're so dumb, <laughs> that's why. That's why. Uh, it's going to come out in like a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so hopefully uh, we're talking about it with some relevancy. Hopefully it won Best Picture. And that's why we did this. There's too many movies. Share a clip. Share... Um, something, share, send us stuff, send us money, sponsor the podcast. Later, Toads. Money!